Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And we are so excited today to welcome Steve Kirsch to the podcast today. Steve's a guy we've been following for quite a while as someone who brings the receipts. As you guys know, we try to stay very focused on what we can prove. What's the evidence? What's out there that's actually um, not tainted by politics or money or big pharma? But what's really happening and how can we prove that? And Steve seems like a very like-minded guy. I, you, Some of you may know Steve before, pre-pandemic. If you know anything about Silicon Valley, serial entrepreneur. I think, Steve, you created the optical mouse, right? I think. And uh, you're, not, you're not dumb, Steve, as it turns out. <laughs> MIT, MIT graduate, maybe twice, right? I think you have two degrees from MIT. And But what I also love about your story, not just a smart guy, but you and your wife are philanthropists. And you really do care about medicine and the health of our nation. And you put your money where your mouth is, but what I think I respect even more about you, Steve, you put your mouth where your money is. And we have a crisis of people not speaking up enough about what they know. So I wanna begin by thanking you for being willing to talk to us, but certainly on a much bigger platform, talk to everybody else. And to really, you took a step back from your career to devote yourself to the pandemic and helping people out. So. We want to get started and start with this main question, which is, we like to ask our guests, what was your just think moment? When in the pandemic did you have this thought of something's not right? I know that you were a big donor to the Democrat Party. I think over $20 million donated to the Democratic Party. And I know Hillary Clinton gave you uh, the Caring Award, I think, in the early 2000s um, for your Yeah, deleted, deleted from my Wikipedia pro- profile, by the way. No! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we Yeah, know- they have to make me look like a bad guy. So if I have a National Caring Award, it doesn't fit the profile of a misinformation spreader. So they, as soon oh. as they started putting I'm a misinformation spreader on Wikipedia, my national caring award just disappeared just like that. I mean, well, we know if you didn't know audience, Wikipedia has been doing this for a while. And if you talked about this on the podcast, yeah. If you Google (laughs) Steve's name right now, you know, they, it is certainly a coordinated effort to discredit the man that everybody loved before 2020. Right. So it seems to be a trend. I went from hero to zero, but you know, I'm actually... History will show that I went from hero to hero. Yeah, you're a hero. You're a hero. Okay. So, Steve, tell us, what was your moment? I know you've told this story a hundred times, but I really want our audience to hear the moment that you realized something's not right. 
Uh, well, it was when I got a, a message on Twitter from one of my followers, and she said that uh, she was asking me whether the vaccines are safe. And I was saying, oh, of course, they're you know, perfectly safe. The government assures us, you know, super high level of testing, can't get any better than this. And, uh, and I said, well, why are you asking? <laughs> and she said, well, three of my relatives died a week after they got the vaccine and they were perfectly healthy before. And um, so I, I said, well, that's impossible. That's statistically, um, you know, super unlikely. It can't be the vaccine that causes this. The vaccines are perfectly safe. Maybe it's one in 10 million, you know, people that died. So what you just told me is impossible. And she said, yeah, but they're dead. And that was like a stopping moment for me. And, you know, that that got my attention. And then a week later, my carpet cleaner came in and he's wearing a mask. And um, I, I I ribbed him about wearing the mask. He said, damn, you got the the um, the message that you have a vaccine. You don't have to wear a mask. Right. So I'm like totally believing all the bullshit yeah. um, <laughs> at that that point, you know, even after that event where, you know, she's like, hey, red pill moment. And when he said, I got a heart attack two minutes after I got the vaccine. And my wife also had Bell's, not Bell's palsy, but um, uh, like Parkinson's. She couldn't hold a glass, you know, without shaking her hand. When him and his wife uh, both have a problem right after the vaccine, uh, somebody's lying to you and, and it's not my friends. And so I started then digging into the data. And that was, that was my red pill moment when it was a combination of this event happening which is like, no, no, this is too incredible to believe. You know, I'm still in that blue pill universe, but maybe I moved a little bit and then my carpet cleaner basically pushed me over. And you were vaccinated, right? I was uh, doubly vaccinated at the time. Yeah, I was totally, total blue pill. I was singing the praises of Anthony Fauci a year ago. Oh, yeah. oh, that made me- I, I in the Democratic Party. They're doing the right thing. You know, these vaccines are wonderful. <laughs> I was- I was buying the story hook, line, and sinker. I love it. Well, okay. So you have the moment where you wake up. What's the, and I know your heart, you're such a, you're a philanthropist and a doer. So at what moment did you, did you then say, I'm going to look into this and then I'm going to mobilize people to get to the bottom of it? Oh, as soon as, as Tim Damroth, who's my car, who cleans, cleans our carpets, as soon as he related his story, this was like, okay, wait a second. Uh, there's got to be some other data here that they're hiding. And so I started looking at the Vera's data and I started looking at uh, the uh, things that were published and started talking to a lot of people. And it was very clear. All the evidence was consistent. This is, this, this, this vaccine is a complete disaster. There was, you know, I have heard anecdotes over anecdotes over anecdotes and, and, and the scientists say, oh, well, the plural of anecdote is anecdotes. And <laughs> We're scientists and we only believe in randomized phase three trials. You know, like the Pfizer trial that was totally gamed and, and had lots of fraud in it. That's what we totally believe in. So all these anecdotes don't make any difference. So, but here's the thing that I can, I did a, a survey on Gap and I asked people, hey, I'm hearing all these anecdotes and they're horrible for the vaccine. Now, has anybody heard of anecdotes that are the reverse? that are horrible for the unvaccinated. And I couldn't find anyone, not a single person with any single anecdote showing the reverse. And I have anecdotes like Wayne Root's wedding, which is almost a perfect clinical trial. Half the people at his wedding 
got vaxxed. Half the people didn't. He's a conservative, so he has a you know greater mix. If this had been a, a liberal, it'd be like, Puh, there, you know, there are 95% will be vaccinated. My area is like 95% of the people are vaccinated. So, but Wayne, you know, I think he had like half vaxxed and half unvaxxed because he had 33 people who were injured and seven people who died. You know, of the of the 33 that are injured, seven of those 33 died. All right, that's a 33% injury rate and a and a 7% death rate. And and Wayne's um Wayne was just doing so he was just checking in on, hey, there were eight, there were 200 people at my wedding eight months ago. How did they turn? You know, what happened in the eight months? And uh, he wasn't actively soliciting this stuff. He didn't go to his vaccinated friends and say, hey, how's it doing? You get injured or or die? He basically was just listening. He was passively listening to, oh, hey, did you hear that Joe died? Or did you hear that, yeah. you know, Fred had a heart attack? And so he started collecting the stats uh, starting at his wedding. And so 20, I mean, 33% injured and 7% dead. Now, Wayne could be an outlier. And it could be that it wasn't 100, 100. It could be there was 200, right? So you have to go and, and do the math and account for this. And even after you account for this, even if you say he's a complete outlier, he's just a statistical aberration. Even if you do that, you find that there's a 5% rate of, of severe injury. Mm. You know, like things like one person had half of his tongue removed and he can't speak anymore. And he's a doctor just starting his practice. Young doctor, you know, no history of smoking and uh, gets tongue cancer. Now, how often does that happen? Wow. Um, so and it's only after he's vaccinated that this happens. So, you know, so it's anyway, it's, it's 5%, 5% um, uh, severe injury and like 1% death, right? Would be a conservative estimate. So if you're going to take the max, you're, you're, you know, you're playing little Russian roulette. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and for we no benefit. Audience. For no it's a negative vaccine efficacy a benefit. Matthew Crawford just wrote some brilliant articles about, hey, these vaccines make it more likely for you to be infected, right. for you to be hospitalized, and for you to die. Now, it's not the first two doses. It's the third dose. By the time they get you onto that booster, all three of those things turn negative. And he has the data from San Diego uh, to show right. that. It's really, it's really compelling. So, why are why are people doing this? They're doing this because they're told to. That's yeah, really that thing, like the the, the three letter government agency, you know, people spokespeople like Fauci and Walensky. And Fauci was just on who was it with that he was with, and he was saying that it's like the stats are astounding that still still saying that the vaccinated, the more vaccinated people are dying or hospitalized. And then, you know, then he's saying they totally dismissed like the, the menstrual cycle issues. They, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in 40% of read, the women. I said it wrong. The, whatever he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. He didn't suddenly, he didn't, he didn't suddenly wake up. <laughs> <laughs> But that, the, the, the point is, and this is what we want to ask you, Steve, like, because you are in this world so intimately right now, what is it that's causing people to follow so blindly? We know there's censorship, massive censorship. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what do you think it is in people that makes them want to just do what they're told, even when there are signs around them saying, this is weird. 
trust in, trust in their doctors. Mm, they basically yeah. take their advice from their doctors and you can tell them whatever you want and you can show them all the facts and they'll say, thank you very much, but I'll just ask my doctor. Yeah. Now the doctors aren't allowed to say anything that's counter narrative. If a doctor says anything that's counter narrative, they're going to have their license removed. They're going to have, have their hospital privileges re revoked and they'll be fired. And, you know, if, if they're in a, if, unless they're self-employed. Uh, so it's a, basically a non-starter to speak against the narrative. So everybody basically sims, uh, sings from the same hymn book. Now, the other part of it is that the doctors just see their own cases. So the doctors are seeing this, um, uh, you know, these weird events. Oh, patient died. He had a heart attack. Oh, patient died. He had a stroke. Huh, young patient died in his sleep. And the doctor's thinking, just me. I'm unlucky. Because the doctors aren't allowed to like put this on social media and spread it so that other doctors know. They have to keep it hidden so that they don't have their license revoked. So every doctor is thinking like, that's ah, just happening to me. But the clinical trial showed that the that Pfizer clinical trial showed that people have less serious adverse events than the placebo group. Imagine that right. a vaccine, which actually makes you healthier. <laughs> that's what the that's what the CDC VSD study showed. And it's complete bullshit. In fact, it showed there the CDC study showed if you look at it. Instead of like, you know, this is a, a one on, a, you know, your chance of death. It went down to like 20%. It went down by 80%. Your chance of death after getting vaccinated went down by 80%, which means you can't die. You can't die from any disease. You can't die from heart attacks. You can't die from strokes. You can't die from not. I mean, if somebody came up and shoot you, you still wouldn't die. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it is so ridiculous, this study. And yet, <laughs> the, the CDC relies on that study. And when they did their six-month review of errors, they said, hey, the VSD study didn't show any effect at all after the va vaccine. In fact, people were healthier. In fact, they didn't even say that. They just said, oh, we didn't see an excess death cause in the VSD study. Yeah, you saw this mortality decrease, which is completely nonsense. <laughs> you know, you, and I tried to talk to the CDC authors on that, and wouldn't, they wouldn't let me talk to the authors. They would, the press person didn't even return my call. I'm a misinformation spreader. Like I'm a misinformation super spreader. Like how could they not return my calls? I'm like just trying to find out the correct information. If I'm wrong, you know, I'm happy to have it me corrected. I'm happy to do a video. They can keep a copy of the video. They could show that, that I'm misconstruing things. You know, I'm like, I'm like trying to get to the truth. And so you're the elephant CDC, in the room. Even like your elephant in the room presentation at the FDI, FDA um, Verback meeting, right? In September yeah. of last year, was it 2021? That yeah, was, so was good. I remember the elephant in the room. Like it was so good. Yeah, and nobody's, nobody's like, talking no, about that elephant in the room. No, still nobody's not. talking about it. But, but that's you with receipts. Like nobody's proving you wrong. They just slap a misinformation. You need to money out there for people to prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I offered a million bucks to anybody who's an outside committee member of the FDA or um, of the FDA or, or the CDC, uh, no takers. So I said, okay, fine, name your price. Yeah. And you know, I was willing to, to put up like 10 million um, to, to just have them in the room for, for four hours. None of them came back and said, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do it for 10 million, four hours for 10 million. I mean, nobody came back. Nobody, nobody wanted to talk about it.
And even all the politicians that you've donated your money to over the years, you know, upwards of $20 million, like you've called them and they haven't even returned your phone calls, right? Uh, Correct. The closest I got was Ro Khanna. Ro actually said, hey, let me put you in touch with my staffer. And so (laughs) I got in touch with the staffer. I said, so here's my information. Here's the data, you know, clear as day. This vaccine is unsafe. So it takes two months for her to get back to me. I'm thinking like, well, she's studying it, blah, blah, blah. She says, no, no, you have to go to the lady of the meeting. I said, said, so what do you think? And she says, well, your data doesn't agree with the CDC. I said, yeah, that's right. You're right, right, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's the whole point. I wouldn't have bothered you if it had agreed with the (laughs) CDC. And she said, so we don't believe you. Wow. And, And so I said, did you read what I wrote? And the answer is no, because it can't be right because it disagree- the CDC says the opposite. So what you wrote can't be right. So I didn't read it. I mean, oh it, it just goes- And to she didn't the- want me to record the call. <laughs> of course. Sure. Well, and this is what we keep hearing, Steve. Dr. Peter McCullough said the same thing. Senator Ron Johnson, let's have an open debate. Let's all come to the table with our data and let's do what science used to be about, which is- put it all on the table, sort through it, debate it, argue it, and then start to draw conclusions. But it is glaringly obvious to anyone paying attention that the only thing that we're hearing from that side is just take the vaccine. It's safe and effective. Trust us, we can't give you all the data because you can't handle it. It's safe and effective. But we see with our eyes in our own communities what's happening to people who both are vaccinated, getting worse cases of COVID, by the way, the people I know that are sickest with COVID are back fully vaccinated. And then we're seeing the vaccine side effects in a myriad of ways. And then even your own news. If I see another person drop dead, random, otherwise healthy person just drop dead in the news and no one says, no one raises alarms and goes, otherwise healthy. We don't know why they died. No, and it's you- called sudden adult death syndrome. They're just slapping a label on it. Just like they just slap a warning label on our vaccines when they know that my, it, myocarditis is a huge issue. You know, like they don't stop it. They don't pause it. There's deaths out the yin yang more than any other vaccine ever. Like this is the right. thing too, Steve, when it's not even just, you can keep saying these anecdotes and then you, and then they're like, well, that doesn't mean, you know, correlation doesn't mean causation. But I mean, that's the whole point of theirs is it's supposed to be the signal. And you're supposed to- Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got sucked into the you got sucked into the narrative there on that one. Okay. I'm saying that's because what they said. That's what they tell you. Okay. No, you know, this is this is like telling you, hey, you, you, do you guys play golf? Yes. Any well, you play golf? Golf and yeah. family over here, yes. Yeah, okay. So so look, you know, when you hit the swing the golf club and the club contacts the ball, the ball goes, you know, 200 yards. Now, the, these guys would say, oh, well, correlation doesn't mean causation. And that doesn't mean that when you hit the ball, that, that the, the club, you know, actually caused the ball to go 200 yards. It could have just gone 200 yards on its own. <laughs> no. That's what no. you see. That, that's the point. So the point is that you don't see. And these guys always say, oh, in order to prove causality, you always have to have a randomized clinical trial. That's the only way you can prove causality. So in other words, for my, my golf club example, the only way I could prove to you that the golf club actually caused the ball 
to go 200 yards and it didn't go itself is to do a randomized clinical trial where the, the people are blinded and, you know, maybe they missed the ball, you know, whatever. And it's only the people that, I mean, come on. Well, it's you also know. funny that they say that and then they unblinded the participants in the clinical studies. Okay. So they, they're talking yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, look, they, the, these these oh. studies are completely gamed. You know, there's so much in plain sight that people just never looked at. Like there were five times as many people who dropped out of the vaccine arm of the trial for the, the Pfizer trial than in the placebo arm. How can you have five times more people dropping off of one arm? They're perfectly matched. They don't know which who got the drug and who didn't get the drug. And these people were dropped for protocol violations. Now, how can five times as many people do protocol violations who took the vaccine versus <laughs> the placebo? It's impossible. These things are game to eliminate all the adverse events from them so that the vaccines look perfectly safe. And in terms of the Vera stuff, the Vera stuff is, is look, you can tell causality in the Vera system. You look oh, yeah. at dose one, oh, yeah. dose two, okay? When you have dose dependency, that is causality, my friends. And there is no, you know, there's no argument on that. And in fact, I, I went into this, this, this uh, argument with this professor, um, uh, uh, Jeff, I, his name escapes me. He's like Jeffrey Morris, I think, at, at UPenn, and and so I'm getting into this email discussion because we can't have a discussion like we're having now because that's not how science works. Oh, <laughs> so oh. so I get into discussion. I say, so Jeffrey, so what about the dose dependency? And he's he's like, hey. How about the, the L.A. Lakers? Did you see the game last night? You know, I mean, he's like changing the topic on me and he's like completely not responding. When you go and you press on a button that they don't want to talk about, it's like change the topic time. And, you know, so all this stuff in Vera's that they're telling you about, you can't determine causality. That's all bullshit. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's oh, right. Yeah. And we knew that. And, and so I do have another question because I think, You've probably been an outside the box thinker. Well, we know you are. You're an innovator. That's what innovators do. But in in was it 2007? Is that when you were diagnosed with the rare form of blood cancer that you had? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So what made you go outside the box for treatment then? Yeah, I was going to die. Okay. So <laughs> I, I didn't have much of a choice. It was like, okay, you know, five. Okay. You, either you do nothing and you take and and you you know start writing your your you know. Do your farewell videos and so forth. And you have five years to do it, or you start to you know reach outside of the box and you see what uh, how you can make a difference. Okay, so that that's good to know. That's almost like a, a, I mean that's that's interesting that that happened to you and it forced you to do that because I feel like to get to where you are today, where you I mean listen, it's not even that hard. Look around, but you've been looking around pretty early on in this pandemic and and looking for the right answers. Um, have you, has this changed your opinion about Western medicine at oh. all? No? Oh, completely. Okay, good. I, <laughs> I, used, I, no. used, I used to believe. I thought you said no. You were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, completely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I used to believe that vaccines were, were all safe. And, and then I started asking the question to my red pill friends. I said, hey, are there any safe vaccines? Like, there's got to be like one safe vaccine. You know, or two or three. No, no, there are no safe vaccines. You know, the the little experiment that Wayne Root did 
with his wedding guests. He had 200 wedding guests. Yeah. Well, it's got a P value of like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's really low, which means can't happen by chance. So just one, one little study with 200 people has incredible statistical significance, 200 people. Do you know that the CDC has not done a Wayne Root study, a Wayne Root-like study mm-hmm. or any vaccine? No. Now, Wayne did it just because he was like, hey, he's kind of curious. 200 people. How could how can the CDC not do this for all the vaccines? It's unthinkable. They're, but there's a reason for it because they know. They know. <laughs> they know. They know yeah. if they did that, it would be they would shut down every vaccine. They've never studied unvaccinated children versus vaccinated children, but no. doctors have. Doctors no. have no. And, and, and Paul Thomas. Yeah. And in fact, Toby Rogers, just today, Toby Rogers on his Substack. Today, by the way, is uh, the 9th of August. Uh, Toby Rogers on his Substack. Uh, check it out. He, um, I forget the name of the article, but he's like, you know, these guys are not doing the right tests. And, you know, he's basically saying Andy Wakefield was right about all these vaccines. You know, what they're doing is horrible. But they branded all of us who had questions because we were raising our children and we were seeing with our eyes or we had relatives like I did. I have a vaccine injured nephew that wakes you up It wakes you up. And we so so but then sometimes it does sometimes. But but a lot of times people right. People will have a death and they'll say, oh, my doctor said that he died of cancer. Right. My doctor Absolutely. said he died of a stroke. Yeah, he did. He did, but it was caused by the vaccine. Absolutely. Bumper. But, we right. had, but I had uh, <laughs> I had sons and I knew the rate of autism was going up in boys faster than girls. And I started looking at, well, what happened in 1986? And then they, they changed the laws. And they said, well, we can't sue vaccine companies for injury. So we went from like eight to 10 vaccines to now 72 shots. You know, that's on the schedule or from zero to 18 years old. What else changed? Well, autism rates went up, autoimmune issues, cancers in children went up. So then you start going, is it safe? Is it now? Not everybody does, but if you've got a critical thinking brain in your head, you do go, what is it? What's the environmental cause? Yeah. And and to be fair, you know, you could, you're looking for an answer. So, you know, in this case, you're looking for, well, did the vaccine, you know, was there a correlation there? Well, you know, that is a, that's a signal that should be investigated. It should be seriously investigated but it know, with a Wayne Root style of investigation. They never did the investigation. I, I mean, this, like, it is unbelievable. It's right? like, and it's so, what changed? What changed y'all? What is different? You know, just oh, like when you well, there were some. There were there were some head of the F, of the um, it was the CDC or the FDA who was like really pro vaccine, and and she um, she instituted all of these changes to, um, and it was it's just horrible. I free, I'm I'm blanking on her name. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. one of these things that you don't want to remember. But, uh, all of this, and we're like bulldozing towards um, our, our kids. kids. Our kids now. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, a lot of parents are onto it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's still a lot of parents that were rushing to get their, their kids vaccinated. What a disaster. You know, I talked to, I interviewed Andy Wakefield and 
Mm. And you know, he's the guy who basically discovered that all the, the vaccines are causing autism and the vaccines themselves are unsafe and that there none of these vaccines have been properly tested. And I asked him, I said, so what's the difference between a vaccinated kid and an unvaccinated kid in terms of overall health? Or, you know, like the unvaccinated are like 10% more healthier or 20% more healthier. You know what the answer is? What? It'll shock you. 10 times. 10 times. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I believe it too. Did, yeah. Was it Dr. Paul Thomas that did that, that you brought up? Yeah, Paul, Paul Thomas. Did one in his office. Like he kind of, he kind of did his own experiment. He yeah. did. And was ostracized much like, I mean, much like you, Steve. He was then, of course, the internet tries to discredit this doctor completely. And all he was doing was offering evidence, even without, mm -hmm. like, he just said, my unvaccinated patients that I've allowed to be unvaccinated, you know, I'm not, I'm not forcing an agenda on them. They are the healthier kids. And I, I don't yeah. ever see them. <laughs> yeah. <They're well. laughs> yeah, it's bad for business. Yeah. It's actually, you know, bad for business. Right. So he's telling these people things that are not coincide with his benefit, right? right. Um, so it's like, why would this guy do that? It's not like he's trying to make a buck on it. You know, he's an honest player. So what do they do? They shoot him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that scary. So let me ask you this too, Steve. Um, first of all, of all the things you've learned, and I, and I know this is going to be a, probably a hard question because I imagine your brain kind of explodes a little bit every day. <laughs> what is the biggest, oh my gosh, revelation that you've had over the last two years? Just like- You know, it, it, it's basically trust in authority. You know, if, if the overall uh, thing is trust in authority, then I believed- like doctors are trained to trust authority. You know, they, doctors trust only two things. They trust authority, like the CDC and the NIH and the FDA. And the other thing they trust is randomized phase three clinical trials. Those two things cannot be violated. And so they're wired that way and they can't think, and like anytime you come to them with contrary evidence, they say, ah, you know, I don't have time to look at that, but that can't be right because my reference set is the CDC never lies. And randomized trials, uh, phase three trials are always correct. Right. right. And here we are. And so uh, another question for you is this. It, is, it seems that it, the corruption goes all the way back, even into academia, where we saw the Harvard graduates this year, Harvard Medical School graduates outside for pictures in masks. These are supposed to be the leading doctors of our future, and they can't follow science. Steve, what do we do? What do we do to change this? Well, we have to basically expose the truth. Mm -hmm. And once people realize that they've been had and that the U.S. government has killed hundreds of thousands of people and injured millions of people with these vaccines, then we have a door that, that is open for now for you to accept the fact that that's never worked mm -hmm. and there was no science on it. And then, hey, if you look at all the, the peer-reviewed meta-analysis and systematic reviews, that they all say that the evidence for masking is really shaky. And you cannot find a single randomized trial or anything close to that that shows that masks work at all. Mm -hmm. And so all of this stuff that we have done all the mandates, the lockdowns, the masking, the vaccination, the social distancing, it's all bullshit. We, yep. we could end this um, pandemic in a heartbeat. 
which means yeah. the end of inflation or, you know, the, the, the Ukraine war is, you know, causing a, a bit of supply disruption. But essentially, if you want to fix inflation, you get rid of the pandemic. All you need to do to get rid of the pandemic is like, it's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. You know, you always had those ruby red slippers. All you had to do was click them three times. In this case, all you had to do is really simple. Stop listening to the people you're listening to and start listening to the people who you're censoring. And if you did that, you would discover something really simple. If you tell people, hey, you get sick with COVID, stay home, start your early treatment. And if you get hospitalized, we're going to have a better hospitalization treatment for you in the hospital. And, And get this. And the last part, we're going to reward hospitals who save lives. Because yes. today we reward yes. hospitals who kill people. Yes. You know, uh, this, yes. This is a disaster. I mean, like, like you have to be brain dead yeah. to believe that what we are doing makes sense. We reward the hospitals for killing people. Because they get I mean, paid per COVID death, right? That's what like they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be paid for saving people. If you like it, look, you pay you incentivize the outcomes. Why are we paying hospitals? Why do we reward hospitals for killing people? You know, we get what we we reward. Wow. It's it's unconscionable. Let me ask you this. Do you think that those of us who are telling the truth, that are willing to put our sicker necks out, be ostracized, you know, all the things. Steve, do you think we're winning? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because people are realizing more and more, and there are more and more people who are joining the fray of getting the, the word out. There are more and more people who are being woken up. And you can see that from the stats, Holly. So okay. if you look at the percentage, you know, who took the first shot, you took the, oh, oh it's fewer people who take the second shot. Mm-hmm. Eh, fewer people who took the third shot. Mm-hmm. Ooh, way fewer people who took the fourth shot. And, oh, like parents aren't vaccinating their little toddlers. Hmm. You know, so yeah. you the numbers show. And this is why this guy at uh, Peter Marks at the yeah. at the FDA, this is why Peter Marks said, hey, I will do anything to reduce vaccine hesitancy, except to bait Steve Kirsch and his friends. <laughs> I mean, no, he didn't say the last part. Okay. But but see, I contacted him after that. He said, I I said, Peter, you said you'd do anything. Here we are. We're here for you. We want to make you a hero. Just debate us. You know, we'll have like, you know, 10 guys on our side, 10 guys on your side, list of 20 issues on each side, and let's debate them in public. You can discredit us in front of the entire world, you can show that the misinformation spreaders are clearly misinformed. Peter Marks never returned any of my emails, any of my phone calls. I gave up. I mean, the guy's a liar. Yeah. And nobody shows up to the round tables. Nobody shows up. No, no. You know, they had one in Canada. You know, it's not not me at all. It's They had one in Canada, three docs. They challenged Every single pro-vax people, you know, the, the higher ups, and they said you can bring as many people as you want to the debate. Nobody. Zero people showed up. Cricket. And speaking of Canada, because I do want to point people to your Substack, Steve, and I know that you have um, a website as well where people can find you, skirsch.io, right? That's your website. Uh, yeah, that's my personal site, but uh, stevekirsch.substack.com yep. would be the. Great Substacks. And you. Do you, know, do you guys read my Substack? 
Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, awesome. Oh, yes. See, I've been following you like since the very beginning. And ever since I saw you on the Dark Horse podcast, like that was where I first started following you. I saw you with your Senate testimony, with your mask when you were talking, when you said, This is the only mask that works. And I was like, Yes. You're a household name. Seriously. So we are so excited (laughs) to have you. I can't tell you how excited we are to have you. We want everybody to know who you are and everything that you're bringing to the table because you have been studying treatment options too. And I want people to know that too. And I know you've got to go, but also the, your website, the vaxsafety.org, right? www.vaxsafety.org. I also get those um, emails too, the, you, cause you have weekly Zooms and stuff, right? So yep. yes. Um, and Holly, were you have? did you have something? Well, else I was just going to say, no, that's Steve is doing these things simply because he wants people to know the truth so that they can be healthy and well from early treatment, because you funded uh, Steve, I believe it was one of the but, but yeah, the federal government, yeah, the federal government wasn't doing it. So you funded early treatment studies. I think you raised like six million dollars, right? To, yep. yeah. to get that yeah. going. And and then you've also, of course, the vaccine safety research. You're out there doing what our government should have been doing for us. Should be doing exactly. Yeah, well, look, they weren't doing it, so I, so someone had to. Someone. That's you why have, you're the hero. Well, and you have nothing to gain. You have you don't need the money. It's like why else you know you could be retired sailing off on a yacht i could be yes yes Yes, i thought about that (laughs) we're glad you're not we're we're really glad you're not and and steve we want to just thank you and we are going to keep we're going to keep following you and, and pointing people to the evidence that you bring because we think that's important just think yeah just look at the research look at the science look at like you said the data and you can make informed informed decisions for yourselves. But the last thing I have to ask you real quick before you go, because you talked about it in Canada, I think they were mandating maybe some fourth shots for these doctors. And what did we find happening in Canada, Steve, that you're sounding the alarms on now? Oh, well, you know, my, my friend in Canada, it's just another anecdote, right? All of these anecdotes are are always against uh, the vaccine for some reason, right? So, the, the, my my doctor friend in Canada says, "Hey, you know, heard about you know six or seven doctors that died right after the shot. In fact, in in fourteen days, seven doctors died. And you know, like one at one every other day, doctor dying after the vaccine. And they weren't and, like eighty year old doctors, right? They were no, like- no, no. These are young. These forty forty year olds, thirty year olds, fifty year olds, and you know, perfectly healthy." Uh, in almost all cases, sometimes they had cancer, but the cancer started after they got the vaccine. So um, he said he's in, he, he's been in uh, in Canada for 30 years. He's never seen anything like this. He, he, he says the average number of deaths like this is zero. In 30 <laughs> years, he, he can't name a death. And now he can name seven, you know, happening in 14 days. Do you think oh. there might be a connection? I mean, Just so- yeah, it's just it's just another anecdote. Let me let me just finish up with just um, you know hit, hit a few high points that I think everybody should know. Um, you know, for we, we, we talk, I mean, there there are probably ten million uh, vaccine injured. There are hundreds of thousands of, of people who have died from this. This virus was man made. You know, it was made yeah. by the U.S. government. It was funded by the U.S. government. This guy, Professor Jeffrey Sachs, is totally on it. And so what they did is they they basically disbanded the committee when he was getting too close and nobody wants to know the truth. Moderna's fingerprints are all over this virus. There is a 19 nucleotide sequence, which is found in a 2015 Moderna patent. And the founder of Moderna had a business partner who constructed 
the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where this, you know, so they're all connected. Connect the dots. Like, you can't, you just have to connect the dots, okay? And you will see that this thing originated from the U.S. government. It's funded by Tony Fauci, gain-of-function research. Um, There was clear fraud in the Pfizer trial. The VAERS data bears all this out. The government uh, stats from all over the world um, uh, bears this out. Um, we've never had any debates. Um, I'm ignored by every Democrat that I try to reach out to who wants to, you know, who I try to tell the story to. Don't want to hear it. Do not want to hear it. You know, Fauci was super evasive on the gain of function questions when he was asked by Rand Paul. Like, he should have just fessed up. <clears throat> it's yeah. the Moderna NIAID vaccine. It's not the Moderna vaccine. The official title is the Moderna NIAID vaccine. Look it up, folks. This is the, you know, the fox guarding the hen house. These guys, the NIAID profits, the people who work at NIAID profit every time there is a vaccine shot in your arm. That means Tony Fauci gets paid every time somebody gets a shot. Tony makes money and Tony will not tell people how much he makes. And right. nobody, nobody asks, mm-hmm. nobody asks can't. the question. Don't have to tell, right? well, but he's Is also, he's like lied under oath now at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, don't ask, don't tell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> people aren't asking. So I'm not telling, you know, I mean, but they are asking and he's still not. Telling. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's when they ask, evade the question and say, oh, it's in a public domain, Senator, you should have, you should know that. Yeah. I don't know what the exact number is, Senator, but you should know that. Um, you, you know, Pfizer admitted in federal court that they defrauded the government. You know, but the mainstream media doesn't cover this. Nope. The FDA didn't investigate. The FDA head of the FDA promised me that she would investigate the, the clinical trial fraud of Maddie De, uh, DeGary. And Maddie, this is, you know, was a 12-year-old yeah. who's now permanent, probably permanently paralyzed. I mean, it'd be really surprised if she could walk again. And and the FDA promised to investigate. I checked, like, you could check with them today. Nobody ever called them. How is that an investigation? Nobody even called them. Um, you know, Fauci then suppressed the early treatments because it would compete with, with the money he's making uh, from the vaccines. Uh, the CDC and the NIH ignored um, Fareed and Tyson on their early treatment protocols that has a 100% success rate in 10,000 patients, zero hospitalizations, zero deaths. There's this blind trust of agencies of the federal government that the people in Congress have that's crazy. You know, there's the corruption in Wikipedia, all these people like Robert Malone, myself, you know, anybody who speaks against the narrative is suddenly a bad guy and he is a misinformation spreader. We cannot have a debate on any of this stuff to, to save our lives. The SADS cases are out of hand. It's like we never saw SADS before. You look it up. It's like a popular, it's now a popular Google search term. Oh, and, you know, so, you know, it, it, it's, there. it's crazy. The evidence is there and you continue to bring it to us. And we need that all of us. And Hey, by the way, listeners do not just rely on Steve and his research teams or the three of us in a podcast and just saying, Hey, they'll tell the truth for us. No, you've got to start talking to your inner circles. If you're not doing it already, go ask them. Do they know you could write down everything Steve just said and just said, Hey, did you know that? Fauci has ownership in the Moderna stock. I mean, you could literally just ask the questions and get them thinking. 
you're not going to convince everyone, but we need people because they're only listening to mainstream media, many of them, so they have no clue about what we're talking about. It's important that you do your part, tell your friends and loved ones to think. Please yeah. just think. Thank you so much, Steve. Yes. We appreciate everything here. that you're doing and thank you for giving us your time. Sure, my pleasure. You're thank awesome, you. Steve. We'll talk thank again. You. Thank you All so right, much. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, see you. <laughs>